All right. Hey, before we jump into this today, let's just uh, start today. Let's just pray together. Will you pray with me? So, um, God, I just want to say thank you for the words, that song, the reminder that a day is coming. That no matter what we go through right now, there's a day coming we're going to look at you face to face and we're going to know everything's okay. And, and we're going to be able to look back at a day in history. And for some of us, that might be today. For some of us, that may be years and years and years ago that everything changed. Everything, everything changed when we bumped into you and you began to change our lives. And so... Uh, that's what we're going to do even today, Lord. We're going to take our lives that we live when we're away from this place, and we're going to lay it beside what you say is true and better, and then try to put those together so that we can have uh, what, what your son Jesus called a, a more abundant life, a better life. We want it. We really do. And so teach us about your son Jesus today. It's in his name I pray. Amen. Hey, uh, really glad you're here. We are in, uh, right in the middle of a series called The War Effort. We've been in it for the last month. We're going to do it three more weeks leading right up to Easter. Before I jump into this, like the fifth week of this series, I, I want to I give you an announcement. So, some of you, uh, you, you don't care. You're going to go, I don't care. And then some of you are going to go, oh, this is the best day of my life. So uh, let me kind of set it up. About a year, year and a half ago, we made a decision. Come to find out it wasn't a very good one, but we, whatever. Right? But, uh, but we made a decision uh, to save a lot of money and to, to save some time and things like that. We made a decision to take, uh, on, our, on our website, we took all the worship music uh, off of there and the specials, and I got uh, one or two emails over the last year from several really hateful people, and, uh, and Jesus knows your name, by the way. Uh, but, uh, so we've been looking at this, and is there a more cost-efficient way to do all this? And so as of last week, and then going back, we put it all, it's all back on there. All the worship's back on there, all the specials. Don't try now, don't even try. But anyway... So here's the thing, all right, so I'm not very good at this internet thing, but apparently it's going to stick around. But uh, so, so let me give you some directions here, because I got on here, and I, I didn't know how to make it work. And uh, so if you go to the Flatirons website, and then click on the menu, you'll, you'll come to the messages page, and that's, that's the weekend service. And so it'll take you to this page right here. This is last week. This is Scott's message from last week. But here's the new part about this, which, which they had to sit me down and go, okay, Jim, this is how the interweb works, all right? So, all right, so if you go to this page, there's these, these they're called I Icons, write that down, icons, all right, anyway, so there's different ones, so if you click on this one, it's a little TV, and then it has a really handsome bald guy in there, and that's me, and so if you want to click on that, it's just the talk, it's just the talk, so it's from when I walk up and, and teach, and then close with prayer, that's, that's all it is, all right, but then if you click on this one, it's all the music, it's the specials, it's, it's, it's the whole service, uh, and you can click on there and get the whole thing if you want that, and then in both of those, there's another button in there, hidden secretly in there. You can hit on it, and it's closed caption because sometimes Scott talks really fast and you can't understand him. And, uh, and so uh, we have people all over the world that listen to us. And so maybe if English is your second language, something like that, you can turn on the captions, and then you can hit pause, and you can actually read what is coming out of our mouth, stuff like that. So there's that. And then there's this middle one. This is American Sign Language. And so what we do is that we, we record uh, somebody that's actually doing sign language, and then we superimpose that down in a corner. So we, that, that's available to everybody now too. And then this, this one is, uh, we, I don't want to look at him. I just want to hear him. And that's the, that, all right? And then this one is you can share it. You can hit that button, and it'll take that, that talk, and it will uh, put it out on Facebook, or it'll, it'll tweet Right? So if you're, if you're a tweeter, I've never, I've never tweeted a dude. I never have yet. Uh, don't judge me, but uh, I, might, I might tweet a dude this week. Anyway, but anyway, you, you can do that, and then it, it shares it, and then you can do that. So you're welcome. We did that for you. And so it's all back online. And <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. Uh, and, and when I say it's online, you can stream the music. You can't download the music because of copyright and lawyers and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, okay. So let's jump into this, this war effort thing, all right? So... Over the last month in here, we've been using this metaphor or this comparison of, of, a, of a war effort and, and, and just comparing that idea or that concept 
to something that God is telling us to do. It's not about the military or anything like that, but there's some, there's some concepts in there that, that, that really line up really, really well with what God has told us to do. And that, let me kind of explain that to you. If you haven't been here or you're listening online or whatever that, that is, all right? So every once in a while, you will look around your life or you'll look around the world and you'll see something going on. You'll see it and you'll go, that's happening and it shouldn't be happening. Or you'll look over someplace and something's not happening and you think it ought to be happening. And then you look at that and go, is that important enough to me for me to do something about it? All right? And if, if you assign some value to it, then, then you'll go into action and you'll try to, if something's not happening that needs to happen, you'll, you'll go into action. Or if something's happening and it shouldn't be, you'll, 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 you'll go to war for that. You'll, you'll do whatever it takes to, to make something happen or, or stop happening, whatever that is, based on if it's important to you enough. If, it's, if it has enough value to you, because it's not going to happen on its own, it's going it's to take some effort, all right? So let's go back and define some, some terms. A war is simply a struggle to achieve a goal. That's, that, I want that to happen. I want that to stop happening. Whatever that is, and it's going to be a struggle. Is it worth it? And, and if it is worth it, if, if he's worth it or she's worth it or we're worth it or whatever that is is worth it, then we're going to have to put out some effort. So a war effort goes like this. A war effort is the willingness of a person, or better yet, a group of us getting together, a group of people, to change whatever needs to be changed, move whatever needs to be moved, and do whatever needs to be done. And why would we do that? In order to see that the worthy goal is actually achieved. Now, things change all through, through our lives. You know, you've gone through a big chunk of your life, and that wasn't really, really important to you. You didn't even really think about doing something like that or changing that or doing anything different in your life. But then you found out it involved her or him or us or whatever that is, and then that changed everything because they're important to me. And now if that's going on, I mean, the stakes are so high, and if, if, this, if this goes right or this goes wrong, the, 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 the repercussions of that are just so big. I've actually come to a, a place in my life, maybe, once I've thought about this, is, you know, for, for me to do nothing would be the most hateful thing I can imagine. I mean, I, I look over and something's going on in somebody else's life, and I'm, I can look at it and go, you know, not my deal, not my problem. I don't really have time. Somebody else is going to fix that anyway. It's not important enough to me. But if it is important, then I'm willing to go to war for my friend, to see that that goal actually becomes a reality in, in their life. And again, this is a metaphor. We haven't even talked about the spiritual part of this, but, but it makes sense. Think about this. Like, like if you have a friend and they're going through something really hard, they're being persecuted, you know, because of their race or because of whatever's going on in their life, and somebody's attacking your friend, I'll go to war against you. I'll protect my friend. You're not going to do that to my friend based on what you've decided is right or wrong about their life. You're my friend. If you want to get to my friend, you're gonna, we're going to fight. I will go to war because they're important to me. Does that make sense? Or, or how about this? Uh, maybe, maybe like, I, I hate cancer. Can I just say that? I just hate it, right? Five years ago, it ripped me off from my dad. It took my dad away from me, so I hate cancer. So, so how about this? If, if, I, if I look at somebody's life and cancer is, a, is affecting their life and stealing their life and ruining their family, and, and I actually believe that, if I did something, it might help. It might protect them from what cancer is doing in their life. You know what? I'll go to war against cancer for my friend because it's important. They're important to me. Does that make sense? So I go to, I, there's some things I'll fight for. There's some things I'll fight against. And all, all that makes really real, a, a lot of sense. We do that all through our life. The comparison or, or the metaphor we've been looking at in terms of spirituality goes like this. Our commander is Jesus and then he looks at us and says, okay, there are some things that are really important to me, like those people or those people or you or whatever it is. And so because of that, 
I, I, I'm telling you to do something. I'm, I'm, I want you to go to war for my people. You're my people. I want you to go to war for some, uh, some other people. Now, so, so what, what does that look like? Well, and the talk that we've been looking at is the last, it, it's the last talk that Jesus ever gave, all right? He, 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 he's outside of Jerusalem. He, he gets a few people together. A lot of people had, had, had run away, all right? And, and he gives this final speech. Then right after this speech or, or this talk or this teaching that he gives, he ascends back into heaven for like 2,000 years and counting. He says he's coming back. He hasn't come back yet, but I, I believe he will. But, but, he, but he wants this talk kind of ringing in their ears, this command that Jesus, our commander, gives, our, kind of our marching orders, our, our, our mission. And here, here's what he does. He gathers these people up on a hill, and this is what he says. Jesus came, and he said to them, and them are, are us. All right, now let me just back up even a little bit, bit more, okay? He kind of sets up this whole talk. I'll kind of paraphrase it. He gets all these people up on a hill and goes, okay, the last three and a half years or so, that, it's been big. I've done some pretty, pretty major things. I've taught some really, really good things. I've, I, I've healed some people. I've fed some people. You know, there's three or four people. They were dead. I brought them back to life. That was a good day, all right? I mean, I, for them, anyway, all right? I, I did some really, really big things. But the number one thing I want ringing in your ears goes like this. Um, I'm the way, and I'm the truth, and I'm the life. And I, I'm the only way to, to get to God, Meaning this, I, Jesus, Jesus is what he said over and over. The most controversial thing came out of his mouth. I'm the way, Jesus said, I'm the, I'm the truth and I'm the life. And, and nobody gets out of condemnation and shame and guilt and into grace and mercy and connected to my Father unless they go through me. Which again is the most outrageous, arrogant thing a person could ever say unless you can back it up. And so he said this, don't believe that un- until you see me do this. So, so in, in just a few weeks after he said that, they're gonna nail me to a cross they're gonna think that they shut me up, they're gonna stick me in a hole, and went, he's dead, we win, Jesus lost. But pay attention, because three days later, I will walk out of that hole as proof that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and I actually can keep my promise to connect people back to my, my Father. Now, a lot of us believe that. A lot of us believe that and say, I believe he is the way, the truth, and life. I believe he is my Savior, he saved me from condemnation, he's my Lord, he now runs my, my, my life. I, I'm in, he's my, he's my commander. That's who Jesus gathers up on this hill. There's not very many of them yet, but there's just a few people up on the mountain. All, all authority has been, in heaven and earth has been given to me. This is the opening line. I, I'm in charge. How can you say that, Jesus? Nail me to a cross, stick me in a hole. Three days later, I come back to life. I'm in charge. That's it, okay? So, so I'm, I'm in charge. Go, therefore, and make disciples. We're gonna come back to that. We're gonna make disciples of how many nations? Come on, kids, how many? All of them, okay, maybe not all today, but in time, all right, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, baptism weekends next weekend, we'll talk about that in a minute, teaching them, who's them, all the people in your life, to observe all that I have commanded you. If I've taught you anything, if you've gotten anything from me, just pass it on, whatever you've learned from me, and and, and behold, or I promise, I'm with you, I'm not going to leave you by yourself, always to, to the end of the age, so, right? So, so Jesus goes, okay, I, I rose from the dead. I'm in charge. You trust me. I, I got you out of hell. I, I connected you back to, 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 to my father, okay? Now you're my people, right? Yes, sir, we're your people, okay? Then get off this mountain. Go. Go where? Well, eventually to the whole, whole world. But, but, but probably that's not what you're going to do today. I mean, I mean, eventually the, the, the message is going to go all, all over the world, you know, and, and, and we, we, say, we say stuff like this all the time, but I love the whole world. I, no, you don't. I don't even know the whole world. Does anybody know the whole world? All right. I, I, I don't know. There's seven billion of us. I don't know. I, I know about 30. 
And I like about 20 of them, or of those 30, right? I mean, I, right, I just, and I do my best. I, I, eventually I might, you know, go save a continent or go to another country or get on an airplane, whatever that is. But, but later today, I'm probably not. Probably my life is going to be filled up with those 20 or 30 people that I say are the most important people in my life. They share my last name. They share my address. I, I work with them. I go to school with them. I play ball with them. Whatever that is, I, I cheer against North Carolina with my friends. That's, that's what I do, all right? Because I love Jesus. Shut up. Don't say anything, all right? But anyway, um... These are the people we're probably going to start with. It always starts with the people that you're most relationally, use the word Scott used, you are strategically and relationally positioned in that person's life for a reason. And eventually you might go to another country on the other side of the world, something like that, but probably not this afternoon. These are the people in your life. Let's start there. Let's go to them first. And so using this, this upcoming, about three weeks from now, this, this Easter holiday weekend, we've been asking God, God, will you just point out some people that are already in my life kind of bring them to, to mind and, and give me an opportunity for me just to say a couple words to them so that maybe they might say yes and show up on Easter weekend, bump into Jesus, and they'll start this, this journey on, on their own. Just, get, just give me the words to say. And let me tell you what the words are not. The words are not go up to somebody at school or work this week and go, you know, you're really jacked up. You're wrong. And you should come to Easter. We'll straighten you out. Don't say that. All right, or how about this? Uh, you know, I, I, I think I'm actually better than you. You're, you're a mess. Uh, don't, don't say that. Uh, how, don't say this. I've been watching you. I think you're going to hell. You should come to Easter. Don't, please don't say that. Okay, please, please don't say that. Here, here's all Jesus tells us to say. It's really deep. Ready? I found something good. You want to come and see? That's it. That's, I just paraphrased. You know, go tell them what I taught you. I found something good. What do you mean good? Well, it, it helps. It's making a difference in my life. I don't know if it's good for you, but do you want to come and see for yourself and make up your own mind? That's all he tells us to do. I found something good. I, I want to look at it. I found something good. Let me ask you this question. What makes this good? What's good about this? Why do you get out of bed every week after week after week after week or, or you know, whatever you're doing, you put on hold and go, we got we to go do this good thing, whatever. What, what, what's good about this? What, what good can come from this? And, you know, if, if the, the right answer, the big spiritual answer is, well, I, I guess this is good because I've been, you know, coming here for a while and, you know, things have changed in my life. And, you know, a, a while back, some months back, some years back, all right, you know, I, I was under condemnation. I knew God was a long way away. And then Jesus began to teach me some stuff, you know, and I really actually believe that I, that I don't have to carry that guilt and that shame and all those things that happened to me in my past and all the things I've done wrong kind of define me. I, I'm starting to let go of them and actually believe that I'm actually a good man. Maybe for the first time ever, I've, I really believe the good thing that's happened in my life is I've moved from condemnation over into grace and mercy. So, so that's good. So I'm going, yeah, that, that's, that, that is good. As a matter of fact, that's so good. Jesus says, it, it doesn't matter if you get everything else straightened out and then lose your soul, then what do you have? So this is the most important thing, right? The heaven hell thing is absolutely the most, most important thing. So maybe a good thing that makes this all good is that over the last week's months, or maybe even today, it's gonna start for you, you're gonna try to figure out that whole thing so that you actually are convinced that because of what Jesus did on the cross for you, I'm not going to hell after I die, I'm actually okay. I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay. But I, I wanna be honest with you, okay? That's good, that's, that's a good thing, right? But um, this is confession time. Um, I didn't spend a lot of time this week stressing over, am I going to hell? I, maybe I should have, but I didn't, all right? And, uh, and, and I shouldn't speak for myself, but I'm, that's not what I do. I'm gonna speak for you too. Uh, um, I, 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 if you're anything like me, uh, of all the things you worried about this week, um, I bet hell wasn't top 10. 
I'll, even, I'll push this even further. So you guys wrote down a bunch of names, like 78,000 names, all right, over the three campuses of people that you really, really care about that someday you hope might show up at Flatirons, maybe even Easter weekend, and they'll start their journey with, with, with Jesus. I, I don't know all the people on, those, on, those, on the, those pieces of paper, but I'll bet, I'll go out on a limb here, that most of them didn't spend most of their week worrying about, I wonder if I'm going to hell after I die. Now, now, a few of them did, right, all right? Maybe they almost had a car accident or they got some bad news and they went, whoa, time out. I gotta figure out hell, all right? Whatever that, they might have done that. But most of us didn't. You know why? At least for me, I'll speak for myself. I have some other stuff going on in my life that feels a little more urgent, a little more pressing. Now, look, I'll be honest with you. I, I know that one day I'm gonna die. I just don't plan on it happening this week. All right, I think it'll be several years. I may be really, really off there. It may be a really bad afternoon later. All right, I'm just telling you. I, I know heaven and hell are all, all out there, but of all the things that I gotta pay attention to this week, this I'm not gonna tell you about, they're not your business. I'm just, there, there's some other things that just feel more urgent. And I, you know, I think you're like me. All right, I'll show you, okay? So t- several times today, there's gonna be audience participation, okay? And some of you don't do that. You just stare at me. It hurts my feelings, all right? So, I, so there's several times today where you're gonna raise your hand up there. You're not gonna confess anything major, all right? So, but um, but I- I'll show you. I-, I think you're like me. By show of hands, and I'll give you the, c- the cue when to do this. Don't, don't, if I name yours, don't raise it then because we'll stare at you, all right? all right? So I'm gonna go through a whole list of things, all right? By show of hands, how many of us spent more time worrying about these things more than we worried about whether I'm going to hell, hell or not. Like, things like that. Did anybody spend any time worrying about money th- this, this week? Did anybody have any type of intimacy problems, any, any sexual frustration problems, any, any problems going in, your, in your marriage this week, any, any problems with your children, any problems with your parents, any problems with any other family member that you have in your life, good or bad, why? Any, any problems at work, any problems with your friend, you know, you had a fight with your friend, any, any problems with your health that you're worried about this week? You have, you have a pile of bills and you're a little bit worried about how you're gonna pay those bills. And then the, here's the big one. It's like sometimes you just look in the mirror and go, what's the point? Did anybody spend more time on any of those things more than they worried about going to hell? One, two, three, go. Yeah, me too. I, I didn't even think about hell this week. That's not true. There's a couple things going on in my life. I thought, if I don't get this figured out, I don't have to go to hell. Hell will find me. It's right here, right? <laughs> That's just true, right? That, that's just... I got some stuff going on in my life. I think you do too. And I know we have to, we have to deal with the most important thing. But this week, I just... I, I got some stuff I got to work out. Now, some of you are, you know, such of the visitors are going, what does this have to do with Jesus? I don't understand. Well, welcome to Flatirons. Here's what I mean. Let's go back to that war effort thing, all right? I want to look at, at one little word tucked into that, that little speech that Jesus just gave. And, and if, I, I grew up going to church. I mean, I am so church. I, I'm a pastor. My dad was a pastor. My mom's a church organist and choir director. My, my, my grandpa was a, was a pastor. I mean, I've been to church. I, I got drug off to church my whole life, like four or five times a, a week. It was horrible, all right? So I, I, I'm, I'm so, I'm, I could add up this section. I've been to church more than this whole section, all right? I mean, I, I am church. And all my life, I've sat in church services like this, heard my dad, my grandpa, whoever, all right? And they throw out this word. And as soon as I hear this word or read it, in the Bible, I immediately jump to, oh, I know what that is. I, I know what that is. And you know what? I'm, I'm not sure I'm right. As a matter of fact, when I say this word, your first response is going, I know, I, I know all about this. Really? Because I think a lot of times that when we hear this word, we actually make it something bigger. Well, that may not even be the right word. Different than when, what Jesus was thinking about when he used this word. 
And that's also what I want us to, to, to look at today. So let's, let's, go back, let's go back to this speech again, right? So Jesus came and he said to them, and then again, just people going, I believe you're the way, the truth, and life. I believe you're the one that connects me to God, all right? Here's what he said to them. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make what? Disciples, okay? Then I want to look at that word, okay? So Jesus says, okay, I'm in, I'm in charge, here, and, and I saved you, and you trust me, right? All right, then get up out of this room or get off this mountain, right? And I want you to go make Make disciples. Now, here's a question. What's that? What, 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 is a, what is a disciple, all right? What, what immediately comes to mind when I say, what's a disciple? Or who's a disciple? What, when I, when, all right, I'll just prove this, okay? I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to count to three. And if you know the name of a disciple, say it out loud. Ready? One, two, three. Great, great, all right. You know what you all said? Bible people. <laughs> right? Bible people, I heard a bunch of them, right, right? Yeah, like, like the big 12, 11, Judas didn't work out. But you know what I mean, right? <laughs> nobody yelled out, Judas! No, nobody did that, right? But, uh, <laughs> you know what name I've, I haven't heard all weekend? Yours, right? Name a disciple, Jim! Nobody did that. Why? I mean, if the whole point, the big mission is for the last 2,000 years, people left that mountain and went and made disciples, and then we say, we can only think of 11 after 2,000. What's wrong? Right? What is a disciple? Because I don't think it's exactly the same thing as what we all think maybe it is. So, um, so this is what nerdy pastors do. You pay us to do this, all right? We do research, all right? This is what pastors do. We get on church, other people's church websites, and we do research. We call it research, but we're just spying to see what they do better than us, and then we steal it, and we do it. Your, your industry does the same thing. It's all the same, okay? So I was doing some, some research on this other church, and I found this mission statement, which sounds so good. And if, if you're visiting from that church, good for you, all right? So, um, so this is on their website. This is their mission statement. Ready? Turning ordinary people into disciples. So whatever a disciple is, you're not ordinary, okay? You're something else, all right? So turning ordinary people into disciples, and in case us ordinary people don't know what that is, a disciple is a fully devoted follower of Christ. That's impressive. I want to go to that church, right? Right? I, I mean, that's, think, think about this. Um, fully devoted. So, so that's a disciple, a fully devoted follower of Christ. So let, let me see if now maybe you, you can sit here and go, that, that's me. By that definition, are there any fully devoted? Well, could you, could you get more specific? Yes. Can you look at your life and go, every part of my life, every part is fully devoted. Like my thought life, 100% on Jesus. Uh, my, my, my physical life, my sexual life, my mental life, my relationships, my marriage, my, my relationship with my kids, my relationship with my parents, all my friendships, everything, the way I entertain myself, what I do with my money, the sports I play, all, all that kind of stuff. All of it is, it, I got it all figured out. It is all pointed at Jesus. It glorifies Jesus. It absolutely reflects Jesus in everything I do, every minute of every day of my life. I am fully devoted. By that definition, are there any, any disciples here? You, you have no, no problems. You have no questions. You have figured it out. Fully. Yeah. Me either. Me either, Right? What's, what's, speed the leader, speed the team. Well, I hope you have, right? I mean, it's like, I mean, I look at that and go, well, I'd like to have that. Every part of my life, fully devoted. Every, I, 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 it's, a, it's a dream. It's a, it, it's a goal. But I'm not there yet. Not fully. I, I'm more devoted than I was several years ago. But I'm not fully there. And so if I'm not fully devoted to Christ in every area of my life, and that's the definition of a disciple, then, then, then what are we until we get there? 
What, what do we call ourselves if we're not fully devoted? We're doing better than we used to do, but we're not, we're not all the way there. And then let's go back to this big command that Jesus gives his followers and says this, I want you to go and make what? Did I, how am I going to do I can't even do that for myself. What am I supposed to do? Go to my friend and go, hi, uh, hey, listen, you, you know what you ought to do? You ought to become a disciple. I'm not one, and I'm going to see it happening in the next several years, but that's what you ought to do with your life. Really? I, I, I can't do that. So that... What I want to do in, our, in the remaining time today is I, I want to throw out maybe an alternative definition of the word disciple that I think lines up more with what Jesus was thinking and saying when, when he said, here's what I want you to go and, and do. And I, I want to look at a, at a guy in the Bible. Ironically, a lot of, I heard your name, his name thrown out uh, when I said name a disciple. And a lot of us went to this guy. He's a pretty famous guy in the Bible. His name's Peter. All right? So we're going to pick this up. Uh, we're going to be in the book of Mark. So there's four Gospels, or that means good news, uh, biographies of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is in Mark. It was written by a guy named, see, see, your Bible scholars. Right, right there, okay? So Mark chapter 1, Jesus is, is, is walking down this, uh, this side of this lake. Here he goes, right? Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee. This is this huge lake in the middle of Israel. Okay, it's still there today. A lot of fish in there. A lot of people made their living fishing and stuff like that out of that lake, all right? So passing alongside of the Sea of Galilee, he, Jesus, saw Simon. Now, time out here, okay? So the, this is confusing, all right? So Simon has like three names, all right? His name's Simon, but later in his life, Jesus changes his name to Peter, but then the people who wrote the Bible jumped the gun when they wrote the Bible and called him Peter before he actually got his name changed to Peter. And they had to make it really, really confusing. Sometimes they just call him Simon Peter. Thank you. All right, all right. So Simon and Peter and Simon Peter, all same dude. Got it? All right. And he has a brother named Andrew. So, so Jesus walked along the Sea of Galilee. sees Simon Peter and Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter. Same guy. Right, right, right. And here's what they do. They're casting a net into the sea. Here's why. For they were fishermen. Well, thanks for explaining that, Mark, right? And it really is actually good that he does that because here's the thing is, there's a version of this story in like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four or five times in the Bible, Jesus comes up to, the, to this lake and Peter's there with Andrew or somebody else and he's in a boat and he's throwing, throwing nets in the water and pulling back in. He's doing that, you know, because he's a fisherman. The one thing that's not happening in any of those stories, he's not catching fish. He's the worst fisherman in the Bible. I mean, he's the worst. I mean, you never, you never find any story where Jesus walks up and watches Peter fishing for a while and goes, dude, you're, that, that's a lot of fish. No, every time it's like, mm, got nothing. He's just throwing nets in the water. That's all, that's, all he's, that's all he's doing over and over and over. Throws his nets out, nothing. Andrew, let's do it again. And they do it again and, and over and over and over. Now, here's a timeout. Here's a sidebar. Maybe this is a different series, a, a different message. Here's my question. If you're not very good at your job, why don't you go get a different one? Just let that sink in. That's philosophy there, folks, all right? If, if you're not very good at your job, maybe you should look for another one. Why, why wouldn't you? Why would you keep on doing something you're no good at? Why would you keep on doing something that's not working? And do you understand now that we're not talking about fishing anymore? Why do we keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over, even though it doesn't work, right? And, and there's a lot of answers. It's, um, it's, 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 I don't know. It's just what I do. I never really thought about it, you know? I just was, all, all my life, I just thought when I grow up, this is what I'll do. And that's what my dad did, my grandpa did, my cousins do, my uncle does. Wait, if your last name's this, this is what you do. You do. I didn't think about it. This is my life. Do you like it? No, I hate it. Why don't you do something else? I never even thought about it. Or how about this? Um, you know, I, uh, 
I had some hopes and dreams for my life at one time, and then those got crushed, and so this became available, so I did this, and I don't like it, but it's, it's, it's all I got. So I'm just going to do this. Kind of settled. And the idea of actually doing something different, that's so scary. I'll just keep on doing this even though I hate it. And I'll probably have kids someday and I'll probably hand them the same thing going, here, you can have a horrible life like I have, just like my dad had. Why do we do that? And then here comes Jesus. All right, so they're, they're, they're throwing dry nets in the water and pulling wet, empty nets out. And here comes Jesus. Look at this. Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men and immediately they left their nets and, and they followed him now, now you got to think about this you get Jesus I, I you got to think he stood there for a while going wow they're bad at that right <laughs> like this is not working at all he goes uh excuse me ahoy I don't know what he said right, right? um <laughs> hey guys come, come here come here come here um stop this stop this whatever this is all right um follow me follow me and I um and I want I'll make you a fisher of men. Wow. Here's a question. What's that? What is that? If you say, hey, Peter, what's a fisher of men? I don't know. I'm not even a fisher of fish. I, don't, I have no idea, right? <laughs> what, what is a fisher of men? And here, here's the answer. Ready? Something that Peter currently isn't. That's deep. Look at that. Let us sink in, right? Hey, hey guys, listen. Uh, follow me, and I will turn you into something different something that you currently aren't, but I, follow me and I'll turn you into something else. So here's a question. What is the way to become something that you currently aren't? I'm not that. I'm, I think I might want to be that. How do I become something in the future that I, I currently am not? And according to the story here, here's the answer. Follow Jesus and do something different than this. Do something different. So let me put this all, all, all together, okay? So, so we got some guys out there and I don't know how they became fishermen they're just they just are horrible at it but they keep doing it day after day after day after day Jesus walks up and watches them and here's what he knows this has been their life in the past this is their life right now and unless something changes this is their future right and then he looks at him and goes do you want something different something you've not even thought about you don't even fully understand what I'm talking about right now but I'm telling you you could become something different something more here's what you need to do just stop that follow me and I'll turn it into something else, all right? And, and they did it. And from that point on, you know what? They're never called fishermen again. You know what they're called? Disciples, from that point on. What changed? What, what changed? And I, I can only find two things that changed. Um, he changed his mind. I, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And he, and he changed his direction. I've never done that before. I've never gone that. I don't even know who this guy is fully, but you know what? It's better than this. And started following him. Disciple. Right? Disciple. What, what, what is that? So, so look at this word disciple. How do I become something different? Something other than what I currently, I'm, I'm just not that, but maybe I want to be. If you look at the word disciple, I did a word study this week. The root word of the word disciple is the same root word of another word, meaning this root word, if you go left, it means disciple. But if you go right, it's the word discipline. It's the same word. Right? A disciple and discipline, same, same word. I changed my mind, I'm doing something different, all right? So look, look at this, all right? A discipline is simply training right now so you can do in the future what you cannot currently do by direct effort. Does that make sense? I mean, I, there's something I want to happen in my life, no matter how bad I want it, it's not gonna happen today. But if I were to begin to 
change direction, change my mind, and do some things different, maybe in the future I could actually become that. No matter how hard I try today, I can't do that. I'll give you some examples of this, pretty obvious, right? Like, like um, so like it's spring break, you know, summer's coming, you know, swimsuits are coming, and shorts are coming, and short sleeves are, all, all that kind of stuff. And some of you over the last several weeks, you know, you're getting ready for it, and you went to the store, and you looked in the mirror, and you went, ah, Winter has not been kind, right? And so you, you looked at that, and, and so I got I to gotta do something fast, all right, fast, all right? And so, um, so, so you thought, you know what? I, I have a goal. I'm about to go to war because this goal is worth it to me, all right? And so you sat down, and you, you talked to a doctor, you talked to a trainer, whatever that is, and said, so what do I need to do different in my life so that de- in the future, probably not today. Listen, you can't, you can't lose 20 pounds today. Unless you hack off a limb or something like that, and it's not worth it, all right? Don't do that, all right? But, but, but you're gonna, there's a day in the future that I want to step on that scale, and I want that number to be tw- at least 20 less than what it is today. But some things have got to change. I've got to practice some different disciplines. And you know, you know what they are, right? I've got to look at you know, what I've been eating. I've got to eat different. I've got to eat different portions at different times and different kinds of things and all that kind of stuff. I've got to do that different. I've got to practice better eating. That's a discipline I'm going to have in my life. And then the other one is I've gotta, I have to have, use my body in different ways. I have to do more or less of whatever I've been doing in the past. I have to exercise. And the way God has made up bodies and physics and biology and all that to work, if this is working and this is working, over time, eventually, again, not later today, probably, you know, not even next week or a month from now. For some of us, it might be a couple years before we get to, to that goal. But if we will stick with these disciplines, eventually, we're going to be able to step up there and go, finally. It didn't happen the first week or the second week or the first year, but finally, I achieved my goal. It took a lot of effort, but I had a plan. Does that make sense? I'll, I'll, I'll give you another one, all right? Uh, so so this, this, is, uh, this is fictional, all right? But uh, well, a, a while back, so when I lived back in Kentucky, this is actually true, I, I decided I wanted to run a marathon, okay? I'm over it. I, I, I came to Jesus. I'm fine now, all right? But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, but let's just say that I want to do it again. I don't, but let's just say I did, okay? I wanted to do that. I, you, know what, you know what? I cannot do it today. All right, so, but let's say that I, wa- I want to, all right? So I, uh, I, I go up to Boulder, you know, and I, and I buy some $200 running shoes and stuff like that, and I, and I get some magazines, and I, and, I, and I watch some movies about runners and stuff like that, and then I buy some special pants that make me cut through the air really fast, whatever that is, all right? And, and I go and I do that, okay? Now, you know what? I still can't, I'm not a marathon runner, not, not yet, all right? As a matter of fact, um, if I, after church today, if I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna go for it. So I got on Google Maps, I got it all charted out, okay? So I live in Erie, and here's the, here's the course. In my house, if you, if, you, if you go down my driveway and then go four blocks west, you're at County Line Road, and then if you turn right, and if you run another 25 and a half miles, you're in Loveland. You did it, okay? So if, I'm just gonna tell you that. If, if later today, all right, I, I go and I put on those shoes and I put on my fancy pants or whatever that is, and I start running north, I won't make it. I don't care how much I pray or how much I believe or how much I hope or how much I sing or how much inspiration, you know, whatever that is. And you can get in a car and ride along beside me going, you can do it, you can do it. I'll, be like, I'll, say, I'll say bad things to you and then I'll, I'll stop, all right, all right? Here, here's what, you know, here, I'll tell you what will happen. If I go home today and say, I'm gonna run to Loveland, this is what I'm gonna, so if you run three and a half blocks from my house and turn right, there's a Burger King, that's better. Loveland or a Whopper? I'm going with a Whopper. I mean, that's just that's what I, 
what I am. But if, if I have any hope, you know, of going, you know what, but I, I want to do it in the future. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just do what I did when I lived back in Kentucky. I'm going to get online, and there's this Hal Higdon beginner novice marathon plan. It's 16 weeks long. It gives you day by day by day by day. Do this the first day, this the second day, this the third day, the fourth day. Just stay on the couch. The fifth day, do this, all right? And then over 16 weeks, eventually, you know, and, and I did that. And you know what? I ran the Chicago Marathon. I didn't win. I know. <laughs> Surprise, right? I, I finished. I put disciplines in my life. And the first day, I think I threw up. I ran a mile. I threw up, all right? And it was just bad. But then I, fin- I, I, I finished the race. You understand? We're not talking about running. We're not talking about dieting. We're talking about life. So let me throw out a, a new definition of the word disciple and see if maybe you'll sit in here right now and go, yeah, I, that's me. None of us raised our hand a minute ago or said our name, but may, maybe this will change it. How about this? A disciple is a person who, what's the word? It's a choose. It always starts here, right, before we ever do anything different, right? I, I, you know, when, when Peter's standing in that boat and Jesus goes, hey, it, do you like this? Is this working for you? I don't want this. I want something else. So he had to change his mind. Uh, so a disciple is a person who chooses to put themselves into a training plan. What do you mean training plan? I, I'm going to do something different than what I've done in the past. What's that? I don't know. Jesus says, do that. I'm going to try that. Right? I'm, I'm going to try it. Right? And here's why. So that over time, again, probably not by today, not even by Tuesday, they can become and do in the future what they currently aren't and can't do right now. So that's, that's why a lot of us even showed up at church in the first place. Today or, or years ago, right, we, we looked at our life and we looked around at it and went, this isn't working. I'm doing all I know to do and, I, and it's, just, it's just not, it's, it's not, it's not working. And so I want to try something different. And so you showed up here and it doesn't all make sense. But then you heard something that Jesus said, go, would you be willing to try this in your life? And you went, well, it's got to be better than this. And then you took a step and that led to another one. And then eventually another one and another one and another one and another one. And, and, and you look back now, and it didn't happen by Tuesday. It didn't happen overnight. But you're a different person. Or you're becoming one, right? So, again, if you'd gone up to Peter, you know, there on the side of that lake and gone, hey, hey, Peter, what do you think he's talking? Fisherman, where do you, what is that? I, I, don't, I don't think Peter would have said, oh, I know, I, I got it. I, I think all he looked at was, I, it's got to be better than this. There's no way Peter looked back at, at Andrew and went, hey, you know what? I think if we become fishers of men, here's what's going to happen. Like, like in about a month, month and a half from now, you know what? I think I'll walk on water. I don't know. Crazy, right? Or, or how about this? Um, about two years from now, we're going to be walking down the road, and uh, Jesus is going to look over at me and goes, hey, wh- who do you think that I am? And I'm going to look back at him, and I'm going to say, you're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. And he's going to look back at me and go, I'm going to start my church on you. I don't... I don't think that, that Peter was thinking that at all. I, I, I'm sure that he didn't look ahead about three years from, from that moment and go, you know, when Jesus needs me the most, I'm going to deny him three times and cuss out a little girl and go hide in an alley. I don't think that came on in his mind at all. And I, I'm sure this didn't happen. I, I, I bet he didn't look at Andrew and goes, you know what, I've never been a public speaker, but about three and a half years from now, I'm going to walk into Jerusalem over there, into the biggest room full of the people that nailed Jesus to a cross. I don't know how I know that. I just know that, all right? I'm going to stand up and go, excuse me, could I have an att- your attention? So God sent his son, and then you all murdered him right out that window up the hill on that cross. You did that. Followed later that afternoon by Peter getting out of that room, 3,000 people walking down to the river, and he baptizes 3,000 people. I don't think that, that's what Peter was thinking at all. That is what happened. But it, it, it just started with, I want something better than this. Here we go, right? A disciple, hold on to this, right? A disciple, I'm trying something different. 
Jesus says it works, I'll try it, all right? Hoping it'll lead to something better. So here's what I want you to do. Look at your life right now. Would, could you look at any part of your life and say, you know what? I think you're describing it pretty accurately. I keep throwing out a net. I keep trying to do the right thing, thinking maybe this time it'll change and be better and be different. And then I haul that net in, and once again, it's empty. And so I do it again. I do, I, I'm trying with my kids or whatever that is. I'm trying to do the right thing, and then I, I, I do what I was told to do. I do it over and over and over and over. I do what the counselor told me to do or the counselor at school told me to do. I do, I do what my friend told me to do. I do, I do what the lawyer told me to do. Whatever that is, I keep throwing it out, and I pull it back in. And once again, mom's still not happy with me. I, I do the right thing over and over and over. I do exactly the thing. I pull it back, and I get empty nets. Does that, does that describe any part of your life? Right? with your friends, with your kids, with your parents, with your money, whatever, whatever that is. I keep doing the same thing. I'm doing the right thing. And, and over and over, I've tried it a thousand times. It just doesn't work. You know what? It's, in, it's insane. Do you, you feel that? Do you feel that? All right. By, by definition, insanity. Choosing to do the same thing over and over while expecting a different outcome. Why isn't anything changing? Because you're doing the same thing over and over and over. But what if you did something different? Let's get it super practical, and then, then we'll get out of here, okay? So a disciple. Some of you are sitting there going, I, I'm trying, all right? I'm trying something different, hoping it'll lead to something better. Here's what I want you to do, all right? So this is audience participation time. When you came in, you got a program. So get a program out. Get it. Don't stare at me, please. Just act, fake it, all right, all right? And if you didn't get your program, look over at somebody and go, can I have a piece of your program? Yeah, here, all right, all right? That's, so you're not, you're not gonna write on it. You're not gonna, you're just gonna stare at me. I see you over there, all right, all right? All right. So, you know, if, if somebody doesn't have a piece of paper, just raise your hand like this and look down the aisle and feel sorry for them and go, here, you can have part of mine, all right? I, I wanna hear paper ripping, do it, all right? So you're not gonna do anything with this paper except uh, it's, gonna, it's gonna represent something. Everybody got some piece of paper in your hand? Don't hand somebody gum, that's just mean, all right, sorry. Um, so here, I'm, I'm gonna go through a list of things, the same list I went through earlier, and I just want you to hold on to this piece of paper. In a minute, you're gonna fold it and put it in your pocket. That's all you're gonna do with it, okay? You're not gonna give it to somebody else. Here's my sin. Don't do that, all right, right? Um, the things that you worried about all week long. Um, you worried about money. Worried about your marriage. Worried about intimacy. Worried about sexual frustration. Worried about your kids. Worried about your parents. It's not working. Um, you're worried about other family members. You're worried about your job. You're, you're worried about your friends. You're worried about your health. You're worried about that stack of bills on the kitchen counter that when you get home, it's going to be there. And that stack is bigger than your stack of money in the bank. And you don't know what you're going to do. You, you look in the mirror and you're going, I don't even like my life. I don't like me. I don't know what the point is. Everybody would be better off without me. Whatever that is, just. Just let that, for a second, just let that be it. Got it? Whatever's going on in your life, going to stressing me out. Now, I'm going to be really honest, okay? Uh, this, this thing is probably so important and so big and so heavy right now, um, it's probably not going to change today. Just like you're not going to lose 20 pounds by 5 o'clock, or you're not going to become a marathon runner just because you want it to happen. You say, well, you don't have enough faith. Okay, prove, prove me wrong there, okay? But here's, here's what I'm, I'm asking, all right? Just take this piece of paper and just put it in your pocket. Because later today, you'll, 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 you'll come back to it. But um, just, just, just leave it right there. Here's my question. What if you decided this isn't working, but I want something different? And I don't have it all figured out, and I don't understand all the Jesus parts of this, but I do know one thing. There's this one thing that he's, I just feel like Jesus wants me to do this one thing. And so I'm just going to take one step in this area of my life. That's, that's all I'm going to do. Do you think it's possible 
that maybe that might lead to something better than what it is right now. I think it's possible. Because if you're willing to do that, just do that one thing, just that one step. You don't, you don't know where it goes. You don't know if you're going to get back together. You don't know if you're going to walk on water. You don't know if you're going to forgive her or he's going to forgive you, whatever that. You don't know. All you know is I want something better than this and I'm willing to take one step. If the answer to that question is yes, you know what it makes you? A disciple. Right? A disciple. Now, so last week Scott stood up here and he talked about his friend Rourke, all right? And uh, I'm okay. I am all right. Uh, So Rourke Denver is a Navy SEAL commander. He's been helping a lot with this series and stuff like that. But last Tuesday, Rourke came and he spoke to our staff uh, uh, about leadership. He he travels all over the country speaking on leadership. And so so Friday, I went hunting with Rourke because we're like best friends. And uh, um, but uh, I asked him, hey, can I use part of that talk that you give? He gives it to like Wall Street companies and financial companies and government and, and military. And I think we're the first church group he's ever sat and given a leadership talk to, which freaked him out. It's awesome, all right? But uh, so I asked him, can I, can I use that opening part of your talk? And he said, absolutely. Uh, so, so here's what he did. This is audience participation time again, all right? So he says, I start every, every talk the same way. And then later in my, in my talk, I, I refer back to that. But I have everybody do this. And so I'm going to ask you to do this. If, if you're physically able to do this, I'm going to ask you to do this. He had us take both hands and put them as far up in the air as we, as we could. But w- would you do this right now? Would you just take one hand and reach as high up in the, in the, towards the ceiling as you can? Go as high as you can go. And, and so our whole staff did that. Like, this is dumb. And then he said this. So that's high as you can go. I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, all right, can, can you just give one more inch? Ready, go. And every hand went up. Now think about this, okay? Put them down and don't do it anymore. All right, uh, the, the instruction was put your hand up as high as it'll go, and we did it. Can you go, can you go a little bit higher? And all of us could. And here's why I tell you that. Because whatever's in, the, in this paper in your pocket represents, here's what a lot of the conversations going on in our head are right now. I have done everything I can do. I've reached as far as I can reach. I've done everything right. I've thrown the nets out. I've pulled them in. I've followed the rules. I've done everything. I have nothing left to give in this part of my life. That's as much as I can do. Really? You got one more, one more step in you. One more inch. One more, one more. I, I can do this. How about this? How about today is not the day you quit? You just give one more step. Whatever Jesus is telling you to do. In that part of your life, I'm going to, I don't know if it's going to work. I think I've done everything, but I, I do not want to look back and go, well, there's this one thing. There's this one more thing. And I'm not saying it'll work. I'm not saying anything will change. I, I bet nothing changes right away. But is it worth it? Is she worth it? Is he, are we worth it for you to go, I'm going to war, and I can go just a little bit more than, than what I had planned on doing? Now, now I, I'm, I'm done. You know, um, if you're willing to do that, again, that makes you a disciple, which takes away all that thing of, I can't go make a disciple if I'm not, oh, I am one. I'm a disciple. So that takes away the whole thing about what Jesus commands us to go and do, maybe between now and Easter. Because, so let me give you an example. This is my story, okay? So, um, so I, th- I, th- <laughs> I think I'm a pretty good man. I think I'm a pretty good husband, father, and pop up. I'm not the best, but I'm better than some. That's all I'll say, all right? I'm not bad. I'm a pretty good man, all right, right? But you know what? I'm not a great one. Wait, I'm, I'm not. That's my mom. Uh, uh, 
but I want to be. And you know, I have a really great wife. And I don't remember the last time I told her she was great. And so I got really convicted about this yesterday. This is not even how I ended the talk yesterday. It's like, um, what if every day I just tried to go one more step to tell her she's great? And, and here, I have two agendas. One's none of your business. But the other one is, uh, <laughs> is I have a friend that goes to my gym, and he's having a really hard time with his marriage. I've mentioned it before, and I want him to come Easter. And here's, here's, here's what I'm, this is my rehearsal. Hey, do you want, do you want to come to church with me on Easter? Um, uh, at whenever I, I don't know, whenever I'm at Flatirons, when I walk away from there, I just have this thought or this idea of this one more thing I can do. And all I know is it's, uh, Rob and I fight less, and we're, I think we love each other more than we used to. And I'm just trying to do one thing. Would you want to, it's really good. Would, would you come and see? That's what disciples do. We don't try to change people, fix people, convert people. I found something good. It's not, it's not even really that complicated. I don't even have it all figured out. I just changed my mind and took a step, and it's better. And that's all he's telling us to do. Don't give up, not today. Now, here's the thing is, later today, when you get in bed tonight, you're going to pull that out. Or if you're like me, you're going you're gonna to get in your lint trap of your dryer and went, oh, that's the illustration. And, uh, <laughs> right? And you know what, though? Now it's there. Uh, when you pull it out, you're going to say, I, I, tr- I did one more thing. I did it. Didn't work, but that led to another thing. And another thing, and another thing, and another thing. And we're still married. Or I'm still sober. Or your story. Let's stand up. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, God, um, so whatever it is that we wrote down, you've known about that for a long time. You've been standing on the edge of the lake looking at us going, but that is just not working, is it? But it's all we know. It's what we've settled for. We've tried to fix things, and it just hasn't. And so, God, because we are saved and you live inside of us now, um, uh, and you're telling us to to follow you, maybe for the first time in a long time, we're actually going to change our mind about that and turn and go in a new direction, and we don't know where it goes or how long it's going to take or whether they're going to cooperate or not. All we know is that you tell us to follow you, and so we're making a decision right now whether somebody else responds to our invitation or to our one little step that we take. Um, We have decided that we're going to follow you, and we're not going to turn back. We're just going to keep on going, and where it goes, it goes. Because where it goes, you will be there. And that's got to be better than what I have right now. And so, Jesus, we love you, and we thank you, and we follow you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.